All right, welcome back to another episode of Fake Nerd Watch for Star Trek Picard. Uh, I am Brandon C. McClure, the Fake Nerd Podcast. With me, as always, on this trek through the latest Star Trek is Michael Carls of the Down Right Nerdy Podcast. How are you doing? Doing great. Smell great. All good. <laughs> we are wearing the same clothes. Don't worry about it. Uh, yes. We definitely did not record this the same night. <laughs> um, just a weird coincidence. Weird coincidence, yeah. It just uh, happened to just fall on the same laundry day. It's all exactly. Uh, this is the seventh episode of Star Trek Picard uh, called Nepenthe, the long-awaited episode. The long-awaited episode where we finally know what happened to Riker and Deanna Troy. Yes, yes. Tragic, a little bit. We'll get there. Yeah. So uh, we've got a little bit of a uh, of a reference to family in the beginning, yes, uh, as as do. he's walking up and he's and he's taken by a highwayman, a little girl with a bow and arrow. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I thought was was fun. Mm-hmm. I did I did really like uh, Soji's like we're like what we are we safe? And he's yeah. just like, are we safe, Kestra? Yeah. Uh, just real quick, I mean, just for those of you, uh, just a little recap. Uh, Picard, Picard and Soji just transported to this planet Nepenthe, um, home to some uh, trusted friends, uh, just af- right after their uh, battle on the Borg um, uh, artifact cube. On the artifact. Yes. Um, and Picard just named Nepenthe out of uh, probably sheer um, just panic, really. He just needed to go somewhere safe. And yeah. he just—they show up in the forest here, uh, and yeah, um, they get held up at Arrow Point by this young, young, young lady with uh, some red paint on her face. Yeah, uh, Kestra. <laughs> do you know what that's a reference to? Oh yeah, of course I know what Kestra is. For those of you who don't know, Deanna Troy has a long lost, uh, uh, well, a dead older sister yeah. uh, who is full, but who is full beta Z, right? Yes. Yeah. Who yep. is full Betazoid, Betazoid, Betazoid. I don't remember. Um, uh, who died before Deanna was born? Mm-hmm. Her name was Kestra. Uh, so that she... was a sad episode. Yeah, that yeah. was sad. Like it, it, it didn't. I didn't see that coming. That was, no, it's this, this is we're not talking about that, but still, it's just a little callback. Yeah, it's a wild episode. Majel Barrett, great stuff in that one. Um, sure. it, yeah, so we 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 meet Kestra, Troy Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, okay, look, I'm I'm gonna just say it right now. I try very hard not to project familial bonds onto uh, onto uh, uh, fictional characters. I I see it all the time online. You know, people are like, "Oh, they're my family." Whatever. I'm happy that people do that. I try not to. I think it's a little weird, personally. Not to shame anybody who does that. But when I saw Deanna Troy <laughs> hug Picard, <laughs> I was like, my family. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. I, I, Star Trek The Next Generation was the first Star Trek show I ever watched. It's why I'm into Star Trek. These characters mean the world to me. And to see them together again was something special. Let me tell you something. I mean, not only was the hug incredible, but when we see uh, Riker first see Picard, and he automatically already knows what's going on, but there's yeah. that there's that there's that brotherly friendship 
right? And he goes, okay, shields up or whatever. Oh, Romulus. Okay. Let me get the cloak up too. Yeah. You know, he's well, ready for everything. Um, well, what but I really it, like about Deanna is that it does Deanna because of her, she, you know, she could mm-hmm. re- read yeah. him. Uh, he doesn't say anything, and she knows he's dying. She knows, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that that was that was painful to see. You saw the pain in her face. Yeah, because you, know. you get it twice. She without saying a word, Deanna sees that he's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there's something more. Oh, he's dying. And and he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. I'm just so glad to see you. Uh, yeah. and then Riker gets his shields up moment, which I loved, you know, I, oh, I love that. Oh, that, that got me in all the right feels. Yeah. Um, the, this, I mean, the nostalgia was hit hard in this yeah. episode. Not much happened, but the nostalgia factor was real. And I, I don't think it was, I don't think it was overdone. No, I think it was per, I think it was just perfectly done for, uh, I mean, I tried my best to try to look at it from from the perspective of someone who had not seen TNG before, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But I, it it was still I still I couldn't find anything wrong with the episode. Um, yeah, I I couldn't. I mean, uh, on the Picard Riker Troy side, there is something there there is something wrong with the episode in my eyes, um, and I want to get it out of the way at the beginning. Okay. Um, I do not like that they lost a child. I think it is too tragic, and I think it is indicative of modern Trek, uh, especially with this show, that it has gotten to the point now that every single character we have met has a tragic backstory. Yeah. Seven of Nine lost her kid. Now the Rikers lost their firstborn. And because of the stupidest reason, if there is a rare disease that Starfleet knows about that can only be cured by having a synthetic brain... A positronic brain, and they're just like, and so so Starfleet says no more positronic brains. Uh, that means they just condemned everyone to get this virus. You know what's to weird death. to me too is that why wouldn't they seek help outside the Federation from those who are okay with making synthetics? I mean, are, is the Federation the only place that has synthetics? <laughs> But why would the Federation? Why wouldn't the Federation just be like, okay, we have a positronic brain in case people have this disease? Yeah, that would make sense too, right? There's a lot of things in just Trek in general that are sometimes hard to grasp. I guess, but why. it's this one. It's this one that that is such a reach for me to buy. Like, not only not only did their kid die, but their kid died because of the attack on on the Utopia Planitia shipyards. So it's tying it back to the main crux of the episode is what happened at the Utopia Planitia Shepherds, yes. But it also doesn't make any sense that Starfleet Medical would just be like, yeah, okay, now we just have an incurable disease. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not even that, it's not even that, it's not even that they didn't know how to cure the disease until it was too late. It was that they knew. And then they were just like, oops. Yeah, it. I know that Deanna said that the uh, the um, the disease was extremely rare, but at the same time, like I mean, there's still a percentage of the population that does get it. So why, yeah, why wouldn't you have that one brain? You know, you wouldn't even need like a fully po- in my in my eyes. Why couldn't you just have like a like a um, a B four version of a positronic brain that can't do anything else but maybe be your butler? You know yep. what I'm saying? 
or be essentially a droid like a C-3PO. Or just have the head. Just just have the head. There you go. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it is such a yeah, stretch. It, 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 it's lazy writing is what that is. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. It comes down to lazy writing. Um, and also, like, they don't need to keep... Samantha Humphrey and Chabon wrote this. Yeah. They don't need to uh, keep giving people these tragic backstories. Like, we don't need people to keep dying in order to... Uh, elicit emotional responses. There are more ways to have tragedy that's not death. Yeah. Yep. Thaddeus Riker didn't need to die. Yeah. Um, what you call it? Uh, okay. So setting that part aside because hashtag justice for Thad. Justice for Thad. <laughs> um, one part of I don't know if you caught this. I'm pretty sure you did, but. When Riker and uh, Picard are, I mean, obviously it's really cool. Okay, let's just actually, I'm, I'm going to be jumping around. Let's not, I'm going to try not to do those. We'll try to That's take fine. it. Um, Go ahead. We'll try to take it, uh, I guess, uh, in, in order of events. Uh, I prefer jumping around anyway. If audience have a problem with that one, DM me. Um, okay, screw it then. So, okay, one <laughs> my favorite part of this was a very subtle uh, hint of something that I think is going to come to play later on, maybe not this season, possibly next season, or even later on after that um, into a third season, if we get it. Um, Riker says to Picard that he is on active reserve, which means he could get called back in my eyes. If I'm watching star Trek, I'm a hundred percent believing that he is, we're going to eventually see him come in swooping into action to save Picard at the last second. I think um, I would not be surprised if that happened one bit um, or maybe not save him like at the last second, but save him to the point where like, Hey, we need a, he needs a ship. He needs, he needs some protection. Uh, we have captain Riker here. Bam. I wouldn't mind. Um, it did bother me that Picard called him commander Riker. That was a little rude, right? Yeah. I'm like, excuse me. He was promoted. <laughs> I, I, I could understand him calling him number one. Yeah. But yeah Force of habit. On, yeah, that, it, that's he was he's yeah. a captain. He's the captain of the Titan. Come on. Yeah. We we know he's a captain. Um this is this is Unless he's been demoted since then. That doesn't make any <laughs> sense. This is Jonathan Frakes' first acting gig in like fifteen years. It's been a while, yeah. I think uh, yeah. he was on an episode of um some western show. I can't remember the name of it. I don't know. But he, yeah, he was talking. He talked about it in a, on an interview with Transporter Room Three, which is a great uh, Star Trek podcast. I highly recommend. Um, he, he talked about how like he was nervous coming back because uh, Marina Sirtis, who plays Deanna Troy, uh, was doing Broadway, you know, the doing London West End, doing all sorts of uh, shows, and Picard has been acting nonstop, and they've all they've all gotten better, and he hasn't acted for years, so he was like. I can't be upstaged by my friends. <laughs> so he's talking. So he's talked about like how he like practiced and trained and like tried to hone like all this dialogue, try to try to make make it look feel like he came back in an organic way. And I think it works. I think he did I a think really it works great job. Great. I, don't, I honestly did not. He he was Riker. Yeah. Okay. The entire episode, there was, I had no doubt in my mind that he wasn't Riker. Yeah. Um, the I, I only think the, thing that the only thing that did bug me, and going back to your your squabble with this episode, he did not seem like a person that had lost his son. That's mm, the only that's thing true. that kind of bugged me. If because if I mean I, I bought it from Deanna, 
I did not buy it yeah. from Riker. I mean, unless he's somehow I don't know how you get over that. Well, I mean, they gave they gave all that heavy lifting to Deanna. Because Deanna has that speech with Soji, which, by the way, I thought was going to go a lot darker than it did. Yeah, I thought that too. Because <laughs> she she doesn't change her face. She gets a little bit more menacing as she's talking about, like, like uh, th- there were no more positron brains. I'm like, is Deanna going to kill her? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is Deanna right. going to kill Soji right now? Yeah, right. Uh, um, yeah. Oh, I loved uh, when, I mean, Riker, he's he still shows how smart he is, right? He's like, oh, come on. The little head tilt. The, oh, uh, can, little, okay, hold on. Yeah. I got to talk about that whole sequence because that's awesome. Okay, uh, you go but, ahead. I'm going to let you take the you take the reins <laughs> off this, man. After, this is great. After Picard shows up and doesn't even say Romulans, he just says, you might want to run anti-cloaking scans. Yes. And he's like, okay, computer, run anti-cloaking scans. Like, he's willing to, he knows Picard's in trouble and he's willing to do it. He's like, and now he's making pizza and he's like, you don't have to say anything. I understand you want ignorance will keep me safe, but uh, let me take a crack at it. Yeah. You wanted me to run anti-cloaking scans, which means Romulans. You're scared, which means tell Shiar. How am I doing? <laughs> uh, and then he's and then he's like, now the girl, uh, she's an android. <laughs> like he knows is yeah. like, and Picard's kind of like, okay, it's like, but not only that, I recognize that head tilt anyway. She's got. She, I recognize that head tilt anyway. Yeah. She's got data in her. And I loved that. Because that head tilt is so data. And I love that mm-hmm. Soji incorporated that into her yes. into her, um, into her mannerisms. So it was all oh, man. When I said that the feels came back when it when um Deanna hugged Picard, it was just as just as powerful watching Riker in in Picard's exchange, well, the yeah. more more just Riker, but yeah, it was that was just that was classic TNG nostalgia. Or and even when they sit down at dinner, like Deanna, Deanna is like, uh, oh, she said, uh, "Don't think of us as your friends. I want you to pretend like this is the ready room." Yeah, think of this yeah. as the ready room on the Enterprise. Yeah, let's let's that, problem solve. She know she also knows because of her abilities that he is still a broken man and is still trying to trying to gain that um that uh, uh um oh gosh the uh the not motivation the uh um oh gosh come on the drive the, the not the drive there's a there's another word gosh darn it why can't I think I'm too excited right now um <laughs> <laughs> well she she's, talking, she's keep talking yeah keep so she talk, she talks to him about like uh, Picard says in the beginning, he's like, when I left Earth, I had a plan, I had a ship, now I don't have a ship, and I had half a plan. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what to do. He comes to them because he needed he needed someone to help him figure out what his next move was going to be. Because now he's in the thick of it, and, he, and he's in way on over, he's in way over his head. Um. As a 96-year-old man. <laughs> um, I really... Um. So I really like the when Soji even like like rails against Picard and Deanna is just like I'm not supposed to say this as ship's counselor but you deserve that. Yeah, yeah, that's right, huh? He or she, he had it coming. That's what it was. Oh yeah, he, he, yeah, he, he had, had it coming. coming. Um, um, yeah, I thought that was I thought that was really great. All their interactions were were really delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, it is kind of a bummer that they don't give Riker any anything to do with that. Did you get the reference to Thaddeus Riker, by the way? I did not. Uh, it's his ancestor from the Civil War. 
who we meet in the what, the Q episode where Riker becomes a Q. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I uh that's a that's a that's a deep cut. Um Their house is awesome. It's got shields, yeah. it's got scanners. Yeah, it was got, has it phasers. Was, yeah, right. Staying. Um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a very good that that part of the episode was was really good. And to be quite honest with you, I I mean it rivaled the last 5 minutes of the Borg. Um uh scenes i mean or on the on the artifact scenes because everything that happened about like between hugh and um oh god what's his name elnor elnor and uh the the the, the other talshiars it was a little boring to me i didn't know what was really going like what was their plan i want to i want to get through riker and troy first okay yeah we... let's do that because I, I got some other things i want to different... Two main converse, two different conversations. Here. Well, there's three major plot lines in this episode. Um, there's an there's an A, B, and C plot. Um, the A plot is the Picard, Soji, Riker, uh, Troy plot, um, and I really liked how uh, Soji connected with Kestra, mm-hmm. and the idea that Thad, who was born on a starship, had no home world of his own. So yes, he always dreamed right. like yeah. how cool our home worlds, and he created new languages and new peoples. Oh, um, and so he was able to pick up on those languages like that, right? Yeah, that and uh, uh, which is how Riker knew that she was an android yeah, because exactly. she picked up on the on yep. all the languages. Um, Kestra became such a such a good sounding board so- sounding board for Soji to be like. I don't know if I could trust these people. I don't know if I could trust Picard. I don't know who Data is, and so and Kestra, who's like Data, was the coolest guy that my, yeah. that, my that my father ever served with. Uh, Picard is the nicest, sweetest, most heroic man in the in the universe. Uh, Riker described him as the greatest captain ever, yeah. and Riker's like, I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good. I yeah, wanted yeah. I wanted that to be a reference to the fact that Riker was a captain. Uh, I wanted to be yeah. like I was the greatest captain ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was really cool seeing. I mean, like knowing that uh, Riker and Troy told, like, taught their daughter everything that all, all the different uh, adventures that they had on the Enterprise with Data, with Picard, like all these great stories. Um, it, it was really cool to to see that. Yeah, and that's how I always envisioned like any of the children of um, TNG growing up. Be like they would hear stories of what ha- what their what their parents did with their crews, their perspective. Yeah, I I agree. That's I don't know if I have much more to say on that one. We'll bounce back, but I, I now is I think a good time to talk about Hugh and Elnor. Yeah, um, um, I don't like that they killed Hugh. No, me either. Not at all. And that just brings me back to to the whole Queen's ready room thing where, like, you just walk through. Come on. Yeah, I just kind of feel like... I think we we made the decision, like, earlier on for for last episode that, yeah, he wanted to stay back and save his people, but he had to know that that was a a losing battle. But but not just that. Uh, It goes back to the idea that the only way that there can be emotional resonance is if there's death. And I don't agree with that right with that style of writing at all. And it's not just Star Trek, mind you. Modern Trek does this, sure, but mo- all modern shows deal with this. Uh, deal with this, like death is a, is an easy shorthand for emotional uh, tragedy. Um, if there's death, everybody can relate to death. 
I think everybody's it, lost it, someone. It would have had a much more interesting plot twist if, um, let's say, the Romulans uh, killed all the XBs on the ship except for Elnor and um, Hugh, and they were actually able to maybe escape, maybe even just escape with one or two XBs. But the the amount of damage and death that was a, that was placed upon or that was uh, brought by the uh, Romulans to the XBs would not only give a uh, hue uh, more three-dimensional um, uh, emotional uh, um, depth in the sense of, um, of of being defeated in the sense of loss in the sense of anger um, it would have made it a lot made his character a lot more interesting than it, than it, than it even was and it already was interesting to me yeah I don't see anything wrong with making Hugh part of the crew. No, I don't. I don't know why they didn't. I mean, I maybe because they don't want two ex Borg that are eventually going to be on the crew because a, a seven and nine is coming back. Yeah, I, I, it's weird to do that, and I think that. Uh, by the way, we made a reference to this in the last episode, but Elnor, uh, being what he is, uh, kill like if you cross blades with these guys, you die, unless you're plot relevant. Yeah. And uh, lo and behold, the sister, the Tal Shiar sister gal, uh, she was like, oh, I thought you guys were you were supposed to be like the most uh, test killers or something like that. And uh, she, she holds, his, holds her own against them. Because she's plot relevant. She yes. can't die because she has plot. She has plot armor. Essentially, and that, everyone that Elnor fights is a red shirt, unless you're plot relevant. Yeah. Unless you're plot relevant. And that <laughs> bugged me because I'm just like, you've, you, then you shouldn't have made it, you sh- then you shouldn't have made him like that powerful. You shouldn't have made it well, so that the same as like John Wick too, you know what I'm saying? I think I made that reference last last episode too. Like Yeah, but Wheel John Wick Trump. struggles. He does struggle. Like but John he's... Wick struggles and he gets tired. Uh I guess. <laughs> but right. this this guy is just like Okay, no, well then I'm here, gonna... I'll I'll give you this. He's he's like Jack Bauer then. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't sleep for twenty four hours, doesn't eat pee, poop or or pee or nothing like that. He just keeps going. I don't know that reference. I've never seen 24. Oh, you've never seen 24. Oh, my yeah. gosh. I'm gonna, such a good, anyways, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's... it's. I I, I got to know where the, where this plot goes. If Whatever happens with 709 in the next episode, I have to know that this was worth it. Because right now, I don't think it was. I don't, I don't think, think leaving Elnor on the ship, and I don't think killing Hugh was worth it. And they, the way that they left Elnor on the ship was was strange to me. Uh, like uh, the Doctor and Rios and uh, Rafi, they're like, "Oh, where's Elnor or whatever? Oh, his signal is still coming from the ship." And somehow he's able to get a get something like a message to them saying, "Like, hey, I have I have things to do here or whatever." And then they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. And then they leave. Gerardi reveals her true colors. This is where we get to the next plot of the episode, where Gerardi reveals her or like. Why are we going to get Picard? Why don't we just go home? Yeah, and I mean Rios is. Uh, I mean, I mean there. I, I mean, didn't he, didn't he say like? Uh, or no, that was Rafi. There's like you all of a sudden want to do what? And then you she leave? gives her cake, and then she throws up red velvet cake. I, I did not. I was so confused with that. What, can you explain that a little bit better for me? Do what? What was the point of that? Well, Rafi wants her to calm down because I think that Rafi sees that she's See, the, freaking out. The whole out. thing for me is I thought that she knew that she swallowed some something and she was feeding her some kind of cake that would make her 
throw it up or expel it or something. I don't know. Add it to it. The, the, it's not necessarily explained, though she does say that she's eaten a lot of cake. So I guess I could probably understand like she ate too much and threw up. Whatever. Uh, I really like that she tried to kill herself. Not I because I think she... I thought that she took that because she was trying to expel the uh, um, the uh, whatever um, tracking device that was in her cells. I well, that's, that's what she's that's what she's trying to do. Oh shoot, we get we get a flashback to Commander to to Commodore O. Oh, that's doing, right. Yeah, doing so the the mind meld, doing the un uh, undiscovered country mind meld violation. Yeah, uh, the two handed mind meld. Uh, that was very powerful. I kind of wish we got more of that. I want to know what what the hell's going on there. So, what do you think that is? Because that none of that's obviously happened. Oh, that's a really good question. I, is that just something that she's projecting that she's maybe have seen some? Uh, what what is that? What is that? What is it? Well, I think it, it's got to be. I think it's a it's a vision that she had on Vulcan. Because you remember when Spock went off and did his, uh, in the motion picture, the very first Star Trek movie, um, Spock went off into the desert and did the whole okay, so like, purging of whatever. According to Memory Alpha, um, O performs a mind meld showing Gerardi that Earth will be destroyed if synthetic life is allowed to exist. That's the explanation that they give. But is it a memory? Yeah. It doesn't say. Yeah. Well, we'll find out next week, I'm sure. Yeah. The way the plot is moving, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I thought that was a little, I thought that was a little strange, but I do really like that Gerardi feels violated because it goes back to, I don't remember, I don't know how much you remember Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country. Um, I don't. It's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. It's the final Kirk Spock movie. Mm-hmm. Um, in it is a Vulcan who has betrayed the Federation because she doesn't think that the Vulcans and the Klingons should have peace. So she, so, so in order to find out who the killer is, uh, Spock does a mind meld. He forces a mind meld on her by putting two hands to her face. Uh, it's a violation sequence. It's essentially a rape sequence. Um, but it, it's, it's our, it's our hero trying to, to torture the information out of her and I got a lot of I got a lot of parallels there with Commodore O being like with the two handed mind melds uh, violating Gerardi. I, I get that. The only thing that confuses me is that, as far as I know, the only thing that you get out of a mind meld is a shared experiences of their of, e- of each other's pasts or or emotions or what have you. Right now, emotional I, transference, I'm, emotional transference. Right now. Has there been any? Uh, you have to let me know if there has been, because I don't, I can't recall. Has there been any reference in past uh, Star Trek where um, the person doing the mind meld has projected an image into that person that may have been that may not have happened or have been has been fabricated? Like you know well, what see, I'm saying? See, that's why that's why I think it's a vision that she had on Vulcan. And she is giving, and she is forcing Gerardi to relive to relive this vision that she has already lived through. Okay. Um, I don't know. It could be a fake thing. Yeah. Um, could be something that the Romulans were like, "Hey, 
sucks to be a synthetic or something. I don't know. But what I liked about it was Gerardi's reference was Gerardi's. Um, she's clearly uh, been violated, and the reason why she kills Bruce, the reason why she takes the 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 tracking thing, the reason why she kills herself is because she's been through a traumatic experience. She has essentially been raped in that moment. And I think that does play because of the reference to Star Trek Six. Yeah, okay. Well, you 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 have more insight on that than I do because I don't recall much of Star Trek Six at all. So I think... I'll, I recommend watching it again. It's a great movie. I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. Okay. Um, so... At the end, we see. I mean, Hugh gets killed by uh, the female tall Shiar chick. He she does Jafas like chick. She throws a throwing knife at his throat and kills him. Um, Elnor uh, vows I revenge. I hate it. I hate it yeah, so much. Um, <laughs> I Why bring back I, Hugh if you're just going to kill him? Uh, yeah, right. I, exactly. So quickly too, right? If you're not, and it's like if you're not main Star Trek character, you're expendable. That's why each have died in the in the in the um, in the seven of nine episode. Mm-hmm. It's why, uh, it's why I, uh, I think uh, I think no. This is rumor. This is a theory that the fans have. Sorry, the fans think that Beverly Crusher is dead. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Neither would I. I don't want it, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um, if you're yeah, not main so, Star Trek, you're dead. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he he does he does the uh, the whole like weird uh, Tony Montoya speech, you know, he killed my father. Be prepared, be prepared to die, kind of thing. That's what I kind of gained from him. He's like, you said Tony Montoya. What did I say? He said Tony. It's Inigo Montoya. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Thinking of, I'm thinking of Tony Montana. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know I, what I'm the, saying. Though? He's like, he's like, oh, I'm gonna avenge you. I did like the cat and mouse that Rios uh, and Rafi were doing with the rom- with um, Narek. Oh yeah, you know what? It, you know, what it reminded me of it reminded me of Battlestar Galactica. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. The, the, the first the, episode, the first, couple, few, first few episodes, you know, where they're trying to uh, jump from spot to spot, but they keep getting tracked. Yeah, I I I like that, and how Rios is like, oh, it's got to be Rafi, right? Because she disappeared on Free Cloud. My cat, yeah. <laughs> um, because she disappeared on Free Cloud. Like it's got to be Rafi and Gerard. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm glad we got to see the emergency medical hard uh, medical hologram again. The mm-hmm. AMH. So she is she still in a coma at the end of the episode? Yeah, she's in a coma. Okay. I I did see a clip of the next episode uh, where she is alive. So they reco- they revive her. Is there redemption for her? I think there is. I think it could be. There's an easy redemption for this character. Um, I don't know if they'll do it. They might. I don't see. I don't think that she. I think she's a victim in all of this. I understand that, but will that be portrayed though in the coming episodes? I don't know. There's only three episodes left. Do you, okay. So Elnor, uh, we kind of see that uh, in the you know the sneak peek. Uh, will he be saved by Seven of Nine? Yeah, because we see we see him click on the Fenris Ranger dog tag, uh, and then the the coming the coming next on the on the. Where episode. did you find that, by the way? Where did where did they get that? I don't remember. That just I think, happened to be there. I think seven right had. Time? I think seven gave it to Picard, and Picard left it on the Borg cube. Oh, maybe I missed that. Okay. 
I don't remember, but there was a Fenris Ranger dog tag, and and Elnor pushed it, and uh, and okay. the Seven of Nines so, gonna right, show up. Seven of Nines on on the way to save him. Yeah. Um. And then we last see uh, Picard and Soji uh, beam beam away, right? Yeah. It almost seems like the that's the of, of Picard thinks that it's a final goodbye. It seems like, right? Yeah, I hope it's not. I'd like to see them I back. I have, I, I have a hundred percent actually. I, I could, I'll bet money that it's not the for not this last time we see them together. Yeah. Um, just because I, of the fact that Riker did say like he's, in, he's on active reserve. That's the I, only reason why. I did really like uh, when they're having pizza together and they're having dinner together, and before he, or after he burned the tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> and he and he looks uh and he looks around and Picard says thoughts. Yeah, you know, like when they would be yeah. in the conference room and he'd be like. Options, oh yeah, there's opinions. a ton of callbacks like that. I loved it. Yeah, uh, and Kestra's on her phone, essentially being like, uh, "This this crazy guy knows where this planet is." Yeah, that's so, right. Who is this guy? What did they? What, what, I they... forgot what they. I forgot what his name was, but they. Uh, but Kestra likes him, but Riker, the Rikers don't. Yeah, uh, they think he's crazy. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, that's that. Memory Alpha, folks. Good. Uh, good resource. It is good. I I enjoy it. Uh, let's see. He serves dinner. Okay. You ever go on memory beta? I'm sorry. That's what I'm. No memory. Al- I'm on memory alpha. What's memory beta? Memory beta is the non-canon uh, oh, okay. source. So, like, if you want to know, like, what books, what books are there, that's memory yeah. beta. Oh, you know. Oh, another uh, really cool t- uh, callback uh, when he uh, burned the. Uh, Tomatoes. He, Riker calls out to cancel. Cancel red alert. alert. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> yeah, it made me so happy just to hear him say that stuff. I really like uh, seeing Riker back. I I like Jonathan Frakes a lot. Yeah, it was good. Oh man. Uh, okay. Oh, so they're going to they they're looking for a planet and oh they figured they found oh she finds out where the planet is too yeah she fi- that, because the the old the the like old captain the sex system in the vate vite vate vite system vite okay um yeah I thought that was I'm I'm glad that once again like plots moving like we're not yeah we're not dilly dallying around we are we are going forward and it didn't take them multiple episodes to get to Nepenthe. Yeah. uh. Rio, like by the end of the episode, I did like the reference that that he's just like they have more drama than you guys ever did. Yeah, like I, I did yeah. like that. Very true. Um, uh, so go ahead. No, no, no. I forgot what I was gonna say. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is great pod, great, great podcasting. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, I I think that the 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 momentum of this ep- of this series is still. Very ever since we got to space, the momentum of this episode has been really good. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, I know it was slow goings for the first few episodes, but I kind of liked it. It was like dipping my feet back in the water. It, it was before I started, episode I two you, and three could have been squished into one episode, and I, it would I know, have been just fine. I, oh no, I, I just I thought it was one and two that could have been squished into one episode, but yeah. I mean, either or just tomato tomato. But in the, at the same same thing, um, I was still. In in kind of looking back at the whole what seven episodes, um, I'm still happy of how the the entire pacing has gone overall. Now that I know where I'm at right now, yeah, I did like I did like Riker and Picard share a moment by the lake, and Riker says, "I never thought you had any business retiring in the first place." Yeah, Picard says, "You were right." Yep, 
And I, I'm, I'm, I was happy that he was just like, you're right. I should never have left Starfleet. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, and he, he also made a, made a reference, uh, I, I think to Soji saying, uh, that he should have, uh, done, he should have done something about it as opposed to just sitting, wasting his life, you know, or something like that. Right. Well, he, he says like, well, there's, I don't remember what that says specifically, but there is a moment where he's just like, why didn't you call us? Yeah. Why didn't you call us in the first place? And he's like, I didn't want to put you guys in danger. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you came here anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought this episode was very sweet. Was was really great to see these characters back. Uh, I can it, definitely see myself if, like, in retrospect, like, you know, uh, maybe over the summer, if I decide to go back and watch an episode, this will probably be the first episode I rewatch. It's the best episode of the series so far. Yes, 100%. And I hope that when Guinan shows up in the next season, that it is handled with just as much care. It better be. It better be, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, or with I, anybody who returns, with anybody yeah. who returns, really, it doesn't matter who, as long as they come back the right way. Do you they think we're going to see back. some de-aging Don La- Don John Delancey? No, I think if John Delancey, I've been thinking about this a lot. I think if John Delancey shows up again, which I think he should, um, he would he will maybe briefly show up with some de-aged stuff and then be like. Oh, this is no fun. I want to mock you and then be old and be like, oh, look much better. Oh, I could totally see that happening. Oh, that'd yeah. be so rude. And, and he he better be in that in that old school uh captain's uniform too. Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah. be funny. Yeah. I would love to see Q come back. Oh man. And uh, what if he just is like what if he just says does something like, Oh, all you had to do is ask John Luke. And then he snaps his fingers, and then Data's back, and all the all all the synth is back, and everything that happened in season one and two is just just void. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I want that necessarily. Uh, but no, he says something like, "Hey, you know, there's actually uh, multiple universes. There's actually a universe where Vulcans destroyed. Let me fix that." And he he just snaps <laughs> his fingers. That'd be a Kill great little wreck. By the yeah. way, I went to see. I went to see. I, I saw. I didn't want to see. I, I watched Star Trek Beyond the other day. Uh, I like the movie a whole lot. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind it. I like the movie a lot. I think that's really good. It's Star Trek as opposed to the first two. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Anyway. uh... Um, So next episode, I'm going to read the synopsis just because I'm on Memory Alpha right now. Of course. Why not? Um, When devastating truths behind the Mars attack are revealed, Picard realizes just how far many will go to preserve secrets stretching back generations. All while while the La Serena crew grapples with secrets and revelations of their own. Narissa directs her guards to capture Elnor, setting off an unexpected chain of events on the Borg cube. The Borg are back. <laughs> I'm very happy that back. we're going to get some get some answers about what happened to, on Mars. Yeah, um, in not in the form of flashbacks. Hopefully, hopefully we just they're just revelations. Well, I also wouldn't mind the flashback. I wouldn't mind seeing it. I don't know. I'm kind of sick of flashbacks by now. Every episode is always a flashback. You're gonna have to get used to it. I know. I know. I know. The second episode starts with the same flashback that the first episode did. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, oh, all right. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's all I got so far. Uh, I like this episode a whole lot. I it's really great to see these characters back I together. I yeah. wish that was the show. I wish it was the whole show them all back, but I do like this new crew. I, I wish this was the first episode and we just get to see more. They all beam out after that. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, it, it's tough to get over the idea that these characters, that all the characters we've met so far have a tragic backstory. Like, what happened? Did LaForge lose his legs? What is is Kronos oh. destroyed? Like, yes. what is what else? Oh, what else what? happened to these guys? Yeah, Darth Jordy Maul. That's his new name. He's gonna have metal legs. Yeah, it's, it's like Worf. Was, where do we leave Worf? Worf was like the ambassador to Kronos or something like that at the yeah, end of Deep Space Nine, and he's just like Kronos was destroyed. No, I, the synths did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I hope it's not that case. I really like. I said, like I've said before, if we ever meet another character from Next Generation, and I really hope there is, uh, it's not because something sad happened to them. I want someone to still be in Starfleet. Maybe we see the Enterprise and it's Captain LaForge. Oh, that'd be sweet. I think that'd be cool. That'd be uh, cool. Although I do believe that the there is a book out and uh, comment in the comments if you know, uh, but I think there is a book out that, ma- that makes reference to Worf being the captain of the Enterprise. I thought that he was not able to, to uh, go up in command anymore because of him... Uh, going against uh, orders and saving Jadzia. Remember that episode? Cisco um, uh, makes that comment like, "Hey, you're not going to be able. You're you're not going to ever be captain if you do this." And we said, may remember that episode, but I don't think they do. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> right. that's true. They they've retconned enough already, right? You yeah. Know, so. and there's plenty of stuff that you can just hand wave away, but some of the stuff is difficult if you're a Trek fan. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, that's okay. But that's anyway. I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Um, before we turn around to more circles, talking about like, oh my god, Riker. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I so let's like get out of here. Again. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I did. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, All right, so let's good. get out of here then. Let's uh, let's do our outro. I'm Brandon T. McClure. As before, um, you can find me at Fakener Podcast. Uh, probably a review of Mulan by the time this shows, by the time this is up on YouTube. Um, if we, yeah, I think that's about right. Or Bloodshot, one of the two. Um, you can find that show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find Fake Nerd Podcast all over the social medias. Just type in Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, click like and subscribe on this channel, on this video, like and subscribe um, to get more uh, videos like this, Fake Nerds Watch. We've got a whole back catalog going through other shows. We will be doing Fake Nerds Watch for the rest of the episodes of Picard. Three episodes left, guys. Home stretch. And, Already uh, sad. I'm sad. I think I'll be okay. More. I know. I'll be okay. Yeah. I want more of this episode. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I'm okay with with it ending. Yeah. Um, and we and of course we have another show, Basement Arcade, which is currently going through Sonic Mania. Um. Yeah, Michael, Downright Nerdy Podcast, where can they find you? You can find us anywhere as well. Uh, uh, iTunes, Spotify, CastBox, uh, Google Play, on your Alexa via your AnyPod skill. You can find us at DownrightNerdy.com. You can find us on Instagram at DownrightNerdyPodcast. You can find us here on YouTube if you just check down in the, the description below. But also make sure you click this little notification bell too because every uh, every time a fake nerd podcast puts something out, which is uh, fairly often, You'll get notified and you'll get to watch all this awesome content too. You're gonna want to don't want to miss this. Um, but yeah, also uh, just subscribe on our YouTube channel as well. We're doing a big giveaway as well. Uh, just click the main uh, video down. This is a mini milestone giveaway, giving away all kinds of stuff once we hit uh, some milestones. So you don't want to don't want to miss that. It's uh, it, it'll be a fun time. So. The giveaway podcast over here making us look bad. Yeah. 
No, it's fine. I said all this stuff is too much stuff. I like giving stuff away because you know what I get to do after I give everything away? I get to buy new stuff. I love buying That's new true. stuff. That's true. Yeah, buying new stuff is my favorite thing to do. All right, then. Well, I guess until next week, guys. Thank you for having long, me, as always, buddy. Live long and prosper.